Welcome to Insights, a production of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Insights is an audio podcast that provides perspective on the opportunities and uncertainties facing investors today. Today's program, the Market Insights Notes on the Week Ahead. Hello, this is David Kelly. I'm Chief Strategist here at J.P. Morgan Funds. Today is September 24th, 2018. It's been some years now since I've been a regular patron of our local arcade, but I've always been fascinated by the financial transactions by which it is maintained. A grim-faced parent, surrounded by boisterous children, hands over hard cash to the guy behind the counter in exchange for tokens. These tokens are then fed into machines of skill, and after a sufficient number of basketballs have been sunk or moles have been whacked, a stream of tickets emerges from the machines. The excited children then rush to the counter to exchange the tickets for a prize on the wall behind the counter. And thus, $20 in hard cash is magically transformed into a 50-cent plastic toy. On a rainy Saturday, however, a thoughtful child could notice a problem. The parking lot is full, and the volume of noise, dollars, tokens and tickets are all rising. Only the number of prizes is unchanged, and the guy behind the counter looks slightly worried about how it may all play out by the end of the afternoon. Last week's release of the financial accounts of the United States showed a similarly cheery increase in the volume of dollars, tokens, and tickets. Total U.S. assets held by both American households and the rest of the world topped $137 trillion in June, equivalent to a record 6.7 times U.S. GDP, up from six times five years ago and five times 20 years ago. This surge in assets reflects increases in the money supply, stock prices and home prices, as well as the issuance of increasing quantities of private equity and corporate debt. These assets are all, one way or another, like tickets that can be exchanged for goods and services, and in the five years ended in June, they grew at a healthy annual average pace of 6.7%. However, the value of goods and services produced by the U.S. economy, that is to say nominal GDP, grew by just 4.2% per year over the same period. Most of the assets, of course, represent someone else's liability, and one of the dangers in any surge in assets is that those paying interest or dividends on those assets will be unable to do so. A low-inflation, low-interest-rate environment mitigates this risk by holding debt service costs lower. Continued economic expansion can obviously also help. However, current economic trends could further inflate the value of assets relative to GDP, with many corporations using recently repatriated cash to buy back stock rather than increase physical investment spending, and slow labor force growth restraining the growth in GDP. All of this will be on the minds of Federal Reserve officials as they gather for the fifth FOMC meeting of this year, and investors will be carefully watching what they say and do. On their actions, there will likely be no drama, with the Fed widely expected to raise the target federal funds rate by 25 basis points to a range of 2 to 2.25%, nor will their statement likely deviate significantly from their text at the start of August. Their forecasts, however, could be interesting as they extend their projections out to 2021 for real GDP, unemployment, inflation, and the federal funds rate. On GDP, they're unlikely to make a significant change to their forecast of 2.8% growth this year. While this does imply a slowdown from the 4.2% growth seen in the second quarter, they will likely regard that as consistent with some recent softness in housing activity and auto sales. August numbers in durable goods orders, as well as flash estimates and inventories in international goods trade due out this week, should confirm this view. In addition, while they could well assume the growth slides to their 1.8% long-term projection by 2021, above-trend growth in the meantime would certainly justify further tightening. Their forecast of unemployment would likely stay close to 3.5% for the end of each of the next three years. 
This balances a curious unwillingness to forecast a further decline in the unemployment rate, with a somewhat uncomfortable projection that the unemployment rate can stay steady for three years at levels well below their estimate for full employment. The problem is that, that if they were to project rising unemployment in 2020 or 2021, that would likely beg the question of whether they're trying to forecast the onset of the next recession, which clearly they are not. On inflation, this week's personal income and outlays report should confirm that inflation, as measured by the personal consumption deflator, appears anchored at close to 2%. But with inflation at target, economic growth above target, and the unemployment rate below target, the Fed will likely continue to project the federal funds rate topping out at about 35 to 3.5%, 50 basis points above their assessment of an appropriate long-term rate. In his press conference after the meeting, Fed Chair Jay Powell will likely be asked some uncomfortable questions about fiscal policy, trade policy, and the President's call for the Fed to stop hiking rates. The committee may well see an expansionary fiscal policy as being partly offset by the drag from actual and feared tariffs. However, Mr. Powell will likely try to comment as little as possible on any of this, while quietly reasserting the Fed's right to set monetary policy as it sees fit, without political interference. In the short run, a Federal Reserve and a steady tightening course should continue to lift long-term interest rates, while a third consecutive strong earnings season, apart from insurance company losses due to Hurricane Florence, could boost U.S. equities. However, long-term investors, like the Federal Reserve, should keep a close eye on asset valuations. As the era of easy money winds down, asset prices in general should grow more slowly. This suggests a need for caution in the most richly valued U.S. assets and a willingness to look overseas to areas where the value of assets has not grown so rapidly relative to the output produced. A child whose heart is set on a particular piece of 50-cent plastic might well want to pick an arcade with fewer tickets and more prizes. Well, that's it for this week. Please tune in again next week. And if you have any questions in the meantime, please reach out to your J.P. Morgan representative. This content has been produced for information purposes only. And as such, the views contained herein are not to be taken as advice or recommendation to buy or sell any investment or interest thereto. Reliance upon information in this material is at the sole discretion of the recipient. The material was prepared without regard to specific objectives, financial situation, or needs of any particular receiver. Any research in this asset has been obtained and may have been acted upon by J.P. Morgan Asset Management for its own purpose. The results of such research are being made available as additional information and do not necessarily reflect the views of J.P. Morgan Asset Management. Any forecasts, figures, opinions, statements of financial market trends, or investment techniques and strategies expressed are those of J.P. Morgan Asset Management, unless otherwise stated, as of the date of production. They are considered to be reliable at that time, but no warranty as to the accuracy and reliability or completeness in respect of any error or omission is accepted. They may be subject to change without reference or notification to you. J.P. Morgan Asset Management is the brand for the asset management business of J.P. Morgan Chase & Company and its affiliates worldwide. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services Incorporated. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company.